0: You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. I am Clint. I'm still smiling because it's Florida week and we
1: hate Florida.
2: And somebody else who hates Florida, almost, I want to say just as much, and I'm going to go ahead and say just as much. Uh, Sarah's with us. We got the three boxes one more time. Sarah's back. If you don't know who she is, she's going to plug herself here in a moment, but she's one of our favorite follows over on Twitter. Find her at SarahG1561. uh, Fantastic Twitter follow. Uh, She writes a great deal of sports. She knows her things. Um, So, guys, can I spare you the embarrassment, please? If you're a male, please don't write this comment. Wow, this chick really knows her stuff. Just, just They could
1: be talking about you. I don't know who they're talking about. <laughs> could be me. could be you guys. It's 2021.
2: <laughs> this is why she's one of our favorite follows on Twitter. She is fantastic. Uh, hey, we are Georgia fans. Sarah's a Georgia fan. Dan's a Georgia fan. This is Locked On Bulldogs. You're on Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, so we're going to talk like fans, not like gurus or insiders by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but have some fun. Don't take ourselves too seriously, nor each other. Um, and I'm getting new nicknames left and right, and
0: I'm going to take them. Daniel? Yeah, I mean, I guess you have to at this point. They're, they're being do. they're being given to you. And so, um, yeah, we're Georgia fans. That's what the podcast is. It's for fans, by fans. Um, while we do have delightful guests who are going to break down all aspects of the Georgia – Florida game for you. This is really just a place to talk about the dogs and have a good time. As Clint said, not take ourselves too seriously. And so uh, we'd love it. If you would join us, if you are a Georgia fan, follow us on Twitter at dogs, podcast, podcast, send us an email locked on bulldogs at gmail.com. Um, uh, sit, hit up the audio podcast, wherever podcasts can be found, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever you get your audio podcast. And if you're listening on audio right now, head on over to the YouTube channel, uh, click that subscribe button for us and uh, leave us a comment and a thumbs up. Just don't leave that one comment, but leave us any other comments <laughs> or a thumbs up and that'll be uh, fantastic. So, um. Uh, all right, Sarah. Let's jump in. It's um. First of all, um. It's it's Tuesday. Is it? It's Tuesday. Is that is that accurate? This is correct. Um, mm-hmm. Anything Anything happening tonight? Anybody know of any sports on tel- television tonight? Anybody's going to be plugged into or anything um, of significance? No,
1: because if I say it out loud, then that somehow jinxes it. So now I'm not aware of anything that's happening. <laughs> Even
0: acknowledging that the games being played somehow jinxes it. Listen. Let's that's end. a that's a fan just yeah. take notes that's that's what a fan does okay i don't,
1: I don't want that juju on me you guys can back <laughs> saying i was a stoked
0: yeah um uh all right sarah let's talk about this florida team Clint and i on here yesterday um talking about um is florida kentucky 2.0 offensively it's hard to say uh, they're running at three yards in a cloud of dust offensive system where they don't have any explosive plays. Everyone's rushing for five yards and under a carry. Emory Jones pass them for seven yards in attempt. The ball is just – they're trying to slowly matriculate it down the field. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, how do you see this Florida offensive system matching – nobody matches up against Georgia defensively. We know that. But h- how do you particularly see this game playing out – Florida offensively versus this Georgia defense?
1: Um, like you said, first of all, I mean, good luck with anyone that's trying to do anything offensively. Uh, also an interesting thing, which, you know, there's been a lot of focus on our side about which quarterback will start. And I'm not, I am not pulling at that thread. Not going to make me take that bait. What? Yeah. You're not going
0: to talk about the world series and you're not going to give G. a Stetson Twitter's versus already,
1: JT. Usually Twitter is already mad at me about that one. So I'm going to stick to the Florida side of it. And uh, I think they're even more mad about their quarterback controversy. Um, because it's a
0: true controversy.
1: Yes. Because we
0: it's, have two good ones. Right. And they right. have
1: one and a half. Yeah. And so. Tailbacks. Yeah. And so uh, Mullen, I guess, said at his last press conference, which like, I mean, I just love listening to those because if you watch, um, I need to, I'll tweet it out, actually. That's not even me hyping up by Twitter. I'll tweet it out because it's on Florida Twitter and I don't want to have to send people to look at Florida Twitter. There's a great video of Mullen, like when he started. It's like, you know, when you watch the presidents get old and there's a great, there's a great video of Mullen, like, you know, each year and like his press conferences is, is so bad. But anyway, he had one the and one, other day that he said he and one start- year
0: he's just sorry, one year he's just wearing a Darth Vader costume in the like in the middle of the time lapse. Like he just shows up in a in a Darth Vader outfit.
1: Just like how do they think that was gonna go for them? But um yeah, he said that he's planning on start or playing two quarterbacks, whether that's true or not, whether he's um trying to, you know, get in plan Kirby or something, but he said he's going to play two quarterbacks and Florida Twitter is like firing him now for doing that. So I think that's going to be one interesting aspect um, is not only will Mullen be playing for his job, but at least one of the quarterbacks is going to feel like he's playing for his job. Uh, I think that they are going to have trouble with our coverage. um, Like everyone does that, you know, that tries to play us. Mm-hmm. I actually do think that when you said, are they Kentucky 2.0? Um, I think that their, I think their past game is a little bit better than Kentucky's. Um, Kentucky's offensive line, I think was like better than I thought it was going to be. I think it was the best one we'd faced, mm-hmm. but I do think they are a little, they're not as one dimensional as Kentucky is. Um, even though Kentucky did that one dimension pretty well, um, other mm-hmm. than against us. But I, I think that like they, w- I mean, whether they're successful Against us, I don't know, but I mean, we saw it a little bit, a little bit with the Florida. I mean, excuse me, a little bit with the Alabama game. Um, you know, the that they can, you know, they they don't just have to run it. Um, and so, I don't think it'll be that successful. But I don't think that, like, especially with Mullen, I don't think they're going to be as like that predictable, that one dimensional, um, I think we'll cover it. Well, I just don't think that that's going to be the only thing that they do.
2: No, that's a, that's a spicy little Caliente, little nugget you threw in there, Mullen coaching for his job, which I don't disagree with. Uh, we just talked about yesterday, how we've said on this podcast historically up until last year that Dan Mullen will never beat the university of Georgia as head coach. And then sure enough, he came out and did it. But (laughs) now what greater joy is there? Uh, Um. Than than to make him like the purpose of his being fired, in which case he'll never get a head coaching job again in his life. Like just just know that, okay. And it's not for a scandal. This isn't like Hugh Freeze, okay.
0: Um, I mean, he'll be the coach at Tulane. Bowling Green will call. They'll want him back. They'll they'll want him. Listen, that maybe maybe he'll go. Maybe he'll go replace Urban in the NFL. Who's to say? Who's to say? Um is what's the what's the uh you mentioned the passing game, Sarah, the Florida's passing game. Um Emory Jones obviously completing uh a a decently high percentage of his passes. It's over sixty percent. We mentioned yesterday. Only seven, only just over seven yards per attempt though. So um not really pushing the ball down the field. Um not a ton of playmakers on the outside uh any of the wide receivers give you any pause on this florida team does anybody any of the playmakers, skill position guys i mean i know none of the running backs do like they're the two leading rushers on the team are the two quarterbacks and so there's none of these running backs give you any but does any do any of these receivers or skill position players make you nervous
1: um, honestly, not really. I was just looking at the numbers for that, who their top guy has been. Um, it looks like that's Copeland. Um, and he has like a pretty yeah. good, you know, uh, I mean, it's not, I think that we maybe. you know, it's nothing like we're going to see la- that we saw last year. I mean, they don't, they don't have trust. They don't have pits. Um, I think the biggest issue for them is going to be like, I don't, I don't see that, which is the problem that everybody has. Our guys getting guys getting open long enough, like especially with their quarterback situation. Like I was looking the other day and we have our defensive line has um, we've allowed, like, we are just limiting explosive plays, which they're going to need to try to gut us at all. We we've allowed 14 plays. Uh, um, more than twenty yards, thirteen passes in one run, and we. But we've sacked twenty-five times, so we've sacked eleven times more than we've allowed fourteen. Uh, than we've allowed pass plays uh over twenty yards. So that's you know I think that's going to be very difficult for for you. Like they said, like if if we limit their explosive pass plays. I mean, this is just – it's going to be very hard for them to move. I think that they, they're going to be successful because, like we said, the Mullen is coaching for his job. Um, hmm. I don't know how much um, he overcomplicates it. Like, he did that a little bit in the, the uh, Alabama game um, – in the Kentucky game. I mean, they just had so many penalties, which I don't expect for this game. But, like, there is a part of me that wonders if he's, like, getting in the Mullen lab and he's had a week off. And so he's just going to like, you know, travel stuff and it's actually going to like be too much, you know, like almost Mm. because that's one thing I will say the difference between um, this defense. I mean, all of Kirby's defenses have been like this, but we're very like trying to trick us is not very successful. Um, And so, you know, if I was small and I would just stick with what I know, but do it, execute it perfectly and hope it works but I'm kind of hoping that he overschemes it a little bit because I think that, you know, that he's trying to make up for the, not having the personnel he had last year. Cause I, I think that that will be unfortunate. So.
2: Yeah. Trying to execute perfectly. You're right. We, we commented that, you know, he's going to have to do these marches where he's going to get down the field where every single play, it's going to be these 14, 16 play drives. Cause if he's not executing on second down and six, he's not setting himself up for third down. Well, it's going to end poorly for him against this defense. Couldn't agree more. Uh, we're going to come back after this and ask Sarah some more questions about what she thinks. Uh, but first, we want to let you know about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy, offers more college football prop bets than anybody else in the world. Anything you can think of, which we can think of a lot. You've just given us free reign to pontificate about prop bets. Like, that's on you, Price Picks. Uh, But they've given us that freedom to do so. Uh, head over there right now, prizepix.com, put in the promo code locked on, get 100% up to $100 on the initial deposit. You put $100 bucks in, use promo code locked on, get $100 right on top of that. You, against the statistics, it is 10 times payout for two to five. Of the over-unders on any props you can think of, daily fantasy entries are made on their award-winning app at the Google Play Store and the iOS Store, as well as prizepicks.com. One more time, prizepicks.com promo code locked on.
0: Also, I want to tell you about uh, Rock Auto, the uh, official auto parts sponsor of Locked On. It's the place that you should go to get all of the parts that your car will ever need. It is, in fact, the full mustache of auto parts dealers. Why would you ever go to a retail big box auto parts store where they're going to have some of the parts that your car might need. When you can go to RockAuto.com, from the privacy of your own home, the comfort of your own computer and order every part that your car will ever need, have it shipped straight to your door. You'll get it at a reliably low price and you'll be guaranteed that it's the exact right part because they have all the parts and that means you're going to get the best deal. Go to rockauto.com right now. Enter locked on in the How'd You Hear About Us section to get the absolute best price on the absolute best part for your car today. Rockauto.com. All right, Sarah, let's switch sides of the ball. Let's move on over to the pathetic Georgia offense. Cannot it's move good. the ball. I oh, know. It's, it's you embarrassing, guys saw this really. game? it's embarrassing really we saw it we were there it was um and and including the clemson game we're only averaging (laughs) 38.6 points per game so it's embarrassing right poverty um given the fact that nobody scored more than 13 against us that seems high Mm -hmm. um florida's defense obviously when you look at florida's defense it's almost two seasons of defense. You look at every game they played. And then you look at the most recent game they played against <laughs> LSU. And so what was that? I'm just going to ask you directly. What, what did I see? What was I watching? I'm not sure. LSU's not run the ball against anybody. They came into the game averaging. They were the third worst in college football in rushing the ball. No, I'm and, sorry. I'm and- sorry. Not the SEC, Daniel. <laughs> no College okay. football, and Broski came out there and rushed for 270 yards um, against Florida. Um, wh- what was that, and is that m- the Florida defense, or is that an anomaly?
1: The first thing that it was was Todd Grantham, which I don't know if you're familiar with his work.
0: I'm sorry. Who is yeah.
1: that? Yeah, he just is comes. He's a delightful, so you're telling, di- you're delightful telling me man, th-
0: but the whole game was played on third down is that what you're right? saying exactly. the whole sure. the whole game
1: no i don't know if you're familiar with todd's inability to adjust so uh, what hmm. happened was lsu just learned how to run counter which most people do like day two of camp and they just no. did that a thousand times do i huh. don't know if they broke it or if which is fantastic i hope they didn't break it but they either threatened or broke the record for uh, against Florida the single rusher with the most yards, and who was that rusher? While well, it was good old Herschel Walker, so oh. Oh. that's not a name you want to be records thrown around. That's a tough game. I so, went
0: out there and Herschel Walker them.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah, they're that's missing. Fantastic. And also, I'd like to point out that it's the worst LSU team so far this season. They keep losing people. Like it's the worst iteration yeah. of the LSU. Which you the point that you made, I think, is actually a good one because, I don't know, I putting my faith in Todd Grantham again is a mistake. But actually, before the LSU game, I didn't think that Florida's defense was horrendous. Like, hmm. it seemed like, I mean, they had, they're still ranking, let's see, they were like, they had a pretty good run defense. I don't know what it was, but that was before they played LSU. So, I you know, mm-hmm. right. And so, they were... Um, yeah, they were in the top third of the sec for run, run defense. I mean, it wasn't like what we saw on last Saturday, um, I don't, or the Saturday before that, but the, I don't know if that means you know, it, are they gonna, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking they're hopefully gonna address that during the not for us, but during the uh bye week, so. There is a part of me. I mean, as much as I do think we have a really good offense, um, I have not been totally overwhelmed with our uh, rush rushing offense. Um, but I'm not concerned really because I think passing uh, Florida secondary is very bad and very, very oh, bad.
0: Trey, Trey Dean called and he
1: <laughs> yeah turns out that's
0: that scholarship was revoked, young yeah. man. That's that was so. not a that was not a choice.
1: Yeah, so I'm not too worried about it. I think we'll run enough. Um, I I don't think it's, we're not going to have a what LSU did. I think we're going to run enough to be able to pass. And I think with our tight ends and our receivers, we'll be fine. Um, but I I don't expect us to have like a 300 yard rushing day. Which this is me setting it up so that we do. I don't expect. No, I, I really see. don't. But oh, I
0: see. But we bad. all get it. We all see what you're doing <laughs> there. Mink, um, wink, wink. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three steps so what, you're, what you're saying is, if I hear you correctly, and just let me, let me be clear, what you're saying is that Georgia could struggle to run the ball, maybe wouldn't have their biggest run, rushing day of the season, but that the passing attack led by the obvious starter at quarterback who everyone knows should be the starter, whose name was –
1: Fine, I'll just do it. I think that we should start JT. I don't like. Okay. That doesn't mean Whoa. I, that doesn't mean I hate Whoa. Stetson Bennett. Don't,
0: Why do you hate Stetson yeah. Bennett so much?
1: If I say the words JT Daniels, I have people in my mentions that are like, oh, well, he's worked for, I'm like, I have nothing against him, he's a wonderful person. Like, you want great. him to
2: fail and never yeah, get a exactly. college degree hear, and go on to they, to just be a bum. If, they,
1: if I say that's... I would prefer us to start JT Daniels, it, when you say it out loud, it apparently comes out as, I want someone to hit Stetson Bennett with a bus, which is not what I said.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's right, that happened way. to one
1: of yeah. our
0: players. Don't do that again, okay?
1: That's
0: true. That's true. No, that's not. <laughs> too soon. Um, <laughs> I, do I think that we're going to be able to come out and run counter the whole game and gain 700 yards offensively against Florida? No, I don't. I do think they're going to clean that up in the bye week. But your point is well taken. You're not going to fix Todd Grantham in the bye week. Okay. And that's not, that's, we listen, everyone's tried. Everyone has tried. Okay. Literally. It's not, Mark Richt can't do it. And he's out here talking people off of a bridge. Like there's no one, no one can do it. Just, just let that sink in for a moment. Okay. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) okay. You can't fix that. Which, and so, I come back to the reality – I mean, I, I would ask if I'm crazy, but I already know the answer. It doesn't matter. Do, I mean, we, we have Todd Monken, right? Is that, does Todd Munkin know how to make some adjustments in the game? Is Todd Munkin going to work with the personnel that he's given? We talked about last week on the show we had, with Brooks Austin, we talked about the, the, the one thing that makes Todd Monken special is his ability to be multiple and his ability to adapt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Georgia is no longer trying to do things the Georgia way, which means we're going to run the ball this many times, no matter what happens. We're going to try to break your will, Kirby Smart Football. With Todd Munkin at the helm, we're going to take what the defense gives us, and Grantham's going to give us something, and Todd's going to find it, and then when he finds it, Grantham's not going to be able to give it to give it back to stop giving it to us he's not going to be able to take it back because his which gives me all the confidence
2: on so many levels
0: you know like that's that's the point you're saying Sarah is
2: you you look at this Todd Grantham team and and who knows if they are skilled they're kind of mediocre which is fine if you have a good offense to go with it but they don't so they're going to be exposed and Todd's going to find the pressure point and just start screwing down the points it's going to be awesome to see
1: and the other point that when you're saying about how, and I don't know if Brooks talked about this, but he probably did because he knows way more than I do. But the other thing about—I uh, mean, he's
0: Brooks. He probably talked right. about everything.
1: Who, who cares? <laughs> um, the other thing about Todd Bunkin, which goes back to the bait question that I took about the quarterbacks, was the other thing that's really—and I this is what I did tweet about and sort of made peace with everyone—was the thing about Todd Bunkin that's different. I think is not only does he adjust to like you said what the defense gives him which is of course what every good offensive coordinator does he also adjusts the players that he has and he he sets up our players to be successful so i'm not actually yes a, my personal preference although i don't watch them every day in practice so i'm good to go with what the coaches want to do would be jt daniels but if says bennett starts that's fine i'm know he's going to be successful because Tom Munkin knows how to make his player successful which is a, something we didn't have like, with a Jake Fromm situation and Coley. Like, I, I think that that's – like, I'm not worried about that. And to your point about um, about the game and adjustments, I think that it's going to look – and also just because it, it is Georgia, Florida, like, it's not going to be, like I, – I mean, even when we are really – there's going to be some fight in there. Like, I think it's going to be – like, we're going to feel good for the first half, but, you know, it'll still be close. And then I think it – gets away in the second half. But I, I think it's going to, you know, it's still Georgia, Ooh.
2: Florida. Ooh, we're going to have, we're going to come back after this. I'm going to yeah, start, I'm going to come out hot with a question. I'm going to push Sarah on then. that a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, we're going to see how much that, that uh, pressure is there. Uh, but first to we'll let you know about sweat block. Sweat block is a fantastic product. Sweat block wipes uh, are this amazing product that you put on and it lasts seven days. You apply it one time after you shower or bathe and it, has a dry shirt guarantee? What does that mean? Well, it's pretty simple. It means your shirt stays dry the entire time, oh. Daniel. That's that's, well, that's it interesting. It's interesting. I would have never um, guessed that.
0: What Todd Grantham? It, so yeah, you.
2: I know. I, I understand. What Todd Grantham is to giving up points, Sweat Block is to stopping your pores from staining your shirt all over the place. Nailed um, it. There are a bunch of people who have tried. this. There's a Hollywood producer that worked on the set of Marvel that has tried sweatblock. Block. Um, I know. I know, Daniel. <laughs> not just uh, Rachel Ray, you're saying. You're saying. No, Rachel so Ray, Firefighters, good combo. What about the Hulk, Captain America, and this producer using them? She even reports that one of the actors uses it as well to stay dry on the set for 18 hours. It stops excessive sweat up to seven days. It's doctor-created, doctor-recommended, dry shirt guarantee. No, not just for armpits. Put that on your chest, back, feet, hands. Use it anywhere the sweats get. If someone you love or yourself has a problem with this, head over right now. To sweatblock.com and use promo code locked on and get 20% off your entire order. That's sweatblock.com, promo code locked on for 20% off your entire order. Okay, here's my question then. If you're saying we're going to keep this thing okay. close, okay, and we're just going to come out here and uh, and maybe maybe get ahead in the second half. Sarah, it, the, the point total right now, I'm sorry, the, the line for this game
1: Excellent. is four. 14, 14,
2: 14 points. Okay? Mm. Okay. 14. Points. It's so, up to 14 and a half, me. but that's what okay. yeah, so, Well, I we told people yesterday in the pod get on this right now. Find that 14, lock it in, give an early lock out. So come back for Thursday to see if there's more locks. Um, what do you think about that spread?
1: Uh, I think we cover. Okay. Um, but I will say I have given that advice every single week. So far, I've been waiting, and you're- what, five times? Yeah, they covered five, five and times. two. So I mean, here's an, here's an five and two.
0: One you. of those and one is- of those was Mark Stoops. So,
1: right, which one I, the, by the way, one of the miscovers. Hot take, yeah. hot take. I do not fault uh, him for doing that. So at all, we don't but, either. Yeah, I think anyone does that's ridiculous. But anyway, um, I think it will feel a little bit like the Kentucky game, though. In that, I mean, maybe a little bit different, but like if we, we went into the half only up by a score. But in this day and age with the Georgia defense, only being up by a score is like being up by like 21. Domination. Points. Right. So, cause you just know they can't score fast enough. Like, so I kind of see it like that. Like, I don't think we're going to go into the half, uh, covering, but I think eventually we will cover. And I, um, but you know, it might, it might take all the way to the fourth quarter, but I think that, I think that it will happen <laughs>
2: to so. win by double digits in a huge rivalry <laughs> game. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh no. I know. Again. And I think
1: a large part of that, to be honest with you, is like you. I mean, I know that, like I said, that uh, Mullen is coaching for his job, but like their season is over and it's been over and they're very unhappy and there's a lot of chaos and we're the last stop of any meeting to their season, which, you know, could take that either way, but maybe that means they play up. I happen to think based on how they have been playing when things are not good. Like the penalties, and they just looked unprepared against the LSU is ridiculous. Oof. There's no reason they should have lost that game. I mean, I loved it, of course, but of course. I just don't see that being fixed. Like, I mean, these guys, their season is over already. And so I think that that's, and we're the exact opposite. Um, and we lost last mm. year. And this seems like a team that really takes that personally, a Georgia team. So I just see this, revenge tour. Yeah. Kirby is a revenge tour guy. So mm, I just see those 100%. motivations being different there. So
0: mm. I think uh, you're just soaking it in, Clint. You're just, I'm, you're I'm just, <laughs> just <laughs> I just wait
2: for this. about three just, seconds as Sarah was talking. I just went to the picture of Kirby on the sideline looking at Dan <laughs> across the way and just like seething with anger. And I just I'm I'm here for the whole thing. I know.
0: You went to the you went to the monks retreat. Is where you went. You went to that Todd Monken waterfall. That's that where waterfall you, just
2: splashing. Okay.
0: Um, uh, we mentioned yesterday, Sarah, on the pods. And the more I think about this, the more I just I feel like this is true in this game, not just in this game for for, for the season. This 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 is Georgia, Florida, as you mentioned. It's Jacksonville. Things are weird. Dan Mullen's coaching for his job. Florida team might come out hungry. They got nothing else to play for. We're the Super Bowl. Obviously, we're Florida fans Super Bowl every year. We know that because of the mentions. But this is now we're Florida players Super Bowl as well. Ooh. This is all they got. It's the only thing they have. Spoil the number one team season. Um, but what indication has this Georgia team given you this year that they're going to stoop to the level of their competition? There's just Every team this season, they have just come out and taken care of business. There has been no sign, no indication whatsoever that this team is going to play down, that this team is going to be undisciplined, that this team is going to make silly mistakes, that this team is going to get caught up in the heat of a moment, that this team is going to do anything but let hype and build up and magnitude of a game do anything but propel them to play better Mm -hmm. and not worse, Uh, unlike many Georgia teams that you and I have watched in the past. And so uh, that gives me all the confidence in the world, I think, going into this game. Again, I'm just going to stick with the narrative till I'm proven wrong. This season is different, Georgia fans. Uh, We said it last time you were on the pod. This season is different, and part of that includes – this might be Jacksonville, but we're very good mm-hmm. and they're very bad and very good teams beat very bad teams on neutral sites and they beat them comfortably. And so I can't see this game going any other way.
1: And I, uh, what you're saying too, about them playing disciplined, I think that that's easy for us to see as Georgia fans. Like, I think that that's, um, they there's, we're not, I mean, we just don't have like down games. That's not the kind of team this is. Um, and but and so I was just kind of interesting. I don't know if you guys follow um, Mike Michael Jr. He's a hilarious follow on Twitter. And he tweeted about it, which like I feel like when it's like national, you know, they're obviously not following the length of Georgia teams as much as we are. And so yeah. I, I think we had already kind of realized that, but that's me kind of confirmed it. He tweeted something basically like, um, you know, to this Georgia defense, like, offenses are truly, like, every team they play is just, like, nameless and faceless. And what he meant was, like, you know, in the NFL, like, your goal is to, like, you don't, you know, you refer to them as a number. Like, these guys are not – you're not supposed to, like, think about the fact that you're playing some dudes across from you. You know, he's like – inevitably you say that and like that's how you train and like that's you know you're just like you're not going to be intimidated by anyone on the field you're not thinking about it it's just you come out and play like you're playing to beat you know that you're just executing and he was like you know you say that but obviously it slips in he's like I can tell by the way they play that it's just like you know it's truly just like they they have no change in based on who they play and that's so true you know like I heard Kirby was saying you know like the big phrases we're not playing you know training to beat somebody or training to beat everybody and it does mm-hmm. feel like we play that way like we are playing not like we're playing kentucky not like we're playing no. south carolina not like we're playing a, a chaotic florida team we play the same way every game which is obviously intentional and how you want to play so i'm with you on that for sure um i think really the variable is not us it's them um, in terms of how close hmm. it is, I think how much, like I said, is it going to be? We don't care anymore. Our season's over. Our locker room is chaotic. Our yep. quarterbacks are fighting, Whatever, and so they just come out sloppy. Or is it this is our last chance and that we're going to fight? Like Kentucky had a fight in them. I, I was actually mm-hmm. kind of impressed oh, yeah. by that. You know, like they they had fight and discipline with it in them till the end. And it sounds like they died, but um, but I don't know. Like, Did I, they though? Right. But I think all the teams that we played, like they knew they were getting crushed and they still didn't like, you know, fall apart. I, I can't decide with Florida. Like I can't. And part of the reason is what you said. Like we saw them against Alabama, but we also saw them against LSU. So I have no idea which team we're going to see. Yeah. I know which Georgia team I'm going to see. I just don't know exactly which right. Florida team. And neither does Dan Bullitt, clearly.
2: Yeah. So. Florida is that college roommate that you invite back for Thanksgiving dinner 10 years later, and you have no clue. Are they going to be like they were in college, or are they going to be adult all of a sudden? Right, right, And you're like, well, let's let's buckle up. Hold on to your butts. Who knows what's going to happen?
1: Right. Um.
2: Sarah, tell the people uh, where they can find you and sure. what you do for football wise talking
0: and writing. Yes, and tell awesome. them why you hate Stetson Bennett so much. Why yeah, you doing I love it. Stetson if you- Bennett.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna, get a, I'm gonna get people who are just gonna like follow me just to say that and then come back. Yeah. <laughs> Love sets him, but I think he's fantastic. He's done everything that's ever been asked of him in this program, and he should be respected as such. Um, wow. there you go. I have a quick sound bite. For that now. Sarah,
2: don't, don't feel bad. He does this to me all the time. He puts words <laughs> in my mouth, and it's just he's an instigator. Don't, don't mind
1: him. No, well, that's good. That's, that's what this job is. So, yes, uh, easiest place to find me is on Twitter, um, uh, at SarahG1561. Also, great place to find me if you want to follow along with uh, me melting down at the Braves Um, I also uh, write for dogsports.com awesome SB SB Nation website but I post a lot on Twitter too but obviously follow all the guys that um, follow dog sports they're great Twitter Um, and yeah and I do stuff like this um, and I do dog sports lives as well Um, so sorry but uh, yeah so it's I, I have a blast with everybody so.
2: No, no, nobody's a nobody can do two moron fans quite like Daniel and I do. So um. <laughs> there's
0: no competition. We've right. cornered the market on the, the demographic we're going for. So <laughs> yeah, go. we're, we're very comfortable.
2: And Daniel, I don't know if you know this, but we uh, now uh, pro bono legal
0: representation uh, right, sure. from Sarah. So <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that because I might have another legal representation coming on the podcast later this week. So we got options. I'm just lawyers, saying lawyers
1: cannot stay away from sports Twitter. We have a problem. Like, they, I don't yeah. it. it's, it's really pathetic. Like why did all of us go to law school just to sit on Twitter all day and talk about sports? I'm not sure. Can, else, but that's what happens. can
0: confirm that that's true. So this is, this will <laughs> yeah. be our second lawyer of the week coming up later. So stay Ooh. tuned for that. Um, go follow Sarah. Um, and like she said, all the guys over at dog sports, um, uh, which they are all great follows. Um and come back tomorrow and join us. Clint and I will be back. Um, I think with another guest in tow. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but join us then. Florida game's coming up. Go Braves! Uh, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. See ya.